Good morning. <laughs> it's a. Um, I would normally would by now have some red cheeks, but you can't see anything. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. It's a privilege and an honor to be here this morning and to share God's word with you. Um, it's been such a year, and I trust the Lord has done great things in your life. And if it hasn't been like that, that you will trust the Lord for a great year also coming ahead. Without any further ado, uh, can we please open the scriptures in Mark chapter 6? Mark chapter 6, verse 6. We're going to read uh, three portions of scripture in that context. Three, context. three portions of scripture in that context. Mark chapter 6. We're going to read from verse 6 to verse 12. We're going to read from verse 30 to 32. And then we'll also read from verse 45 to 46. So it's going to be three portions of scripture in Mark chapter 6. If you're there, say amen. amen. Excellent. I'm reading from the NIV version. This is what it says. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except the stuff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Verse 12. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. We're jumping to verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Verse 32. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. The third portion of scripture, verse 45. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethesda. While he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Let's bow our heads and also pray. Lord, we thank you for your, your gentleness even this morning as we were worshiping you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that even now as we look into your word, Lord, it just feels like you're already busy in our hearts. And Father, we pray that we will unpack it, that we will uh, just engage with it and know what you are saying to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. This portion of scripture is an interesting portion of scripture because as we just read now, three times in this portion of Scripture, there is a part where Jesus constantly, he speaks about, come with me. Come to a solitary place. Come to rest. And so the title of my message this morning is this, Times of Refreshment from the Lord. Times of Refreshment from the Lord. What are the times of refreshment 
from the Lord look like? What is it that God does to us to refresh us? We all have different mobile devices. I wonder, and I'm going to just mention two, not advertising, just mentioning it too, is this. If you have a Samsung mobile phone, can it get recharged by an Apple charger? If you have an Apple phone, can it be recharged by a Samsung charger? And if we are who we are and made in by God, who knows how to recharge us best? It's the Lord. And so the Lord is the one who knows how to recharge each one of us. Not other things. Other things do have a way to recharge us. But the deepest part of our being gets recharged by the Lord. And so Jesus here, he gives, first of all, a responsibility to his disciples. He says to his disciples, go and go and minister and speak the gospel to people. He sends them out. He gives them a challenge. He gives them a responsibility to go and carry out and share the gospel. And he says to them, don't take any bag, no shirt, no money. Don't take anything extra. Just go as you are and share God's word with people. And so they went and they came back so all excited. The Bible tells us that they were telling Jesus how great it was, how demons submitted and were cast out, how people were healed, how people responded to the gospel of Jesus. And so they were excited, and they were saying this to Jesus. But when they got there, they found a huge crowd of people. And so they were busy taking care, pushing people off, and feeding them and doing this, so many other things, they continue to work in that environment, in that space where Jesus was. Jesus noticed this, and then he says to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place so you can rest. Jesus knows that we need rest. Jesus knows how much you've gone through in this year. And perhaps this morning, I wonder if he's not making that invitation to you. If he's not making that inv invitation to me, come by yourselves with me to a quiet place and rest. Jesus was saying this to his disciples because he knows that they needed rest. They were so excited about the ministry and the work that they were doing that they forgot they need some rest. Isn't it like that when you're really working hard? When you're working hard, you don't even get hungry, isn't it? If you get hungry, and at the same time you're saying you're busy, aye, you're not busy. <laughs> because the disciples, we are told, they didn't even have a chance to eat because they were so busy, they were occupied, they had the responsibility that they were doing, they were excited with their work, and so they were not even aware that they are hungry. And so in this context, Jesus is saying to his disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. This is incredible. Jesus invites his disciples to come and rest. How easy it is that we move from one thing to the next and we never take some time to really rest. And not just rest because I'm sitting on a couch lying down for me, my favorite scene, on the couch with the remote, very important. <laughs> because that's when I can feel like, ah, oh, I'm taking it a bit easy. But the Bible here, Jesus, he invites them to come 
with him and rest. So, how do we rest? Now, there are many ways in which we can rest. But I would like to highlight three ways this morning in which we rest. The first one is this. Refreshment comes from the Word of God. Refreshment comes from being in His Word. Refreshment comes from spending time in God's Word. There are many ways in which one can get refreshment. But we know that if we spend time with the Lord, we will spend time with Him reading and knowing what His Word says. I'm not talking about reading just because there's a scripture of the day and then you read the scripture of the day and that's it. I'm speaking about engaging with the Word of God, putting aside time and saying, I would like to read a portion of scripture where Jesus speaks about this or where the Bible highlights this. So refreshment from His Word, what does it do? God's Word, it nourishes us, isn't it? When we spend time in God's Word, we get nourished. In God's Word, we get sustained. He sustains us in His Word. In His Word, we get direction. We know what we are to do, how we are to live. And so it nourishes us, it sustains us, it keeps us. I once heard of someone who did something called a Bible roulette. Probably you've heard one of those stories of a Bible roulette where somebody opens the Bible and says, Today I want you, God, to speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. And the person would open the Bible and then he would stop. And when he got there, he says, This is the scripture the Lord wants to speak to me. And the scripture said, And Judas went to hang himself. <laughs> and then he thought, No, 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 no. And he stopped. And when he looked at the next verse, it says, and go do likewise. <laughs> That's not how we are supposed to read the Bible. <laughs> we are supposed to intentionally engage with God's Word. We engage in so many things in the media. We read news. And can I just challenge you this morning. Whatever you put in will go out. If you put in news, news article, what comes out will be news and news article. Not to say it's bad, but even the same way with the Word. If you put in the Word of God in you, what comes out is the Word of God out from you. So I would like to put this on you and to say, if you are to get refreshment from the Lord, Get it also from His Word. Spend time in His Word. In this holiday time, take time, take a portion of Scripture, take Proverbs, take Book of Matthew. Spend time there. Don't jump like the Bible roulette guy, going everywhere. Just stick with one portion of Scripture and see if the Lord doesn't speak to you through the Scripture. I remember once, I read a story of a very famous preacher. This preacher had a longing in his heart to meet Billy Graham. And he went out and he finally got an appointment with Billy Graham. 
And when he got there, he was so excited to be in the environment with Billy Graham. They started talking about, you know, ministry, God, how wonderful, you know, Billy Graham's ministry was. And this preacher and this famous, well-known person loved this time of being with Billy Graham. And then when it was about time for them to say goodbye and to end their meeting, Billy Graham asked this famous preacher a question. He said to the famous preacher, can you share with me a verse that the Lord is talking to you right now about? The preacher was caught off guard. He says he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what was the verse that the Lord was saying to him, to him right there in that moment. And so he waited for a while and a verse came and he opened the verse and he shared it with Billy Graham. After sharing this verse with Billy Graham, Billy Graham said to him, what does this say to you? And then the gentleman said, no, I feel this is what it says, this is what it means. And Billy Graham said to him, how are you going to apply this in your life? And the gentleman explained how he believes he's going to apply this in his life. And then eventually their conversation ended. They closed in prayer, I can believe. They didn't say it in the story, so uh, I believe that they closed in prayer and they dismissed. And this gentleman, this famous preacher, when he was driving home, he said that he felt so challenged that he wouldn't just be the one who prepares messages and shares them with others, that he would learn to allow God to also speak to him in his own personal time, that he would allow God to speak his word and apply it in his life instead of only just preparing words and sharing them with others. May we be the same also, that we may not only spend time in the word of God, so that when we meet others, we end up saying, do you know what the Bible says about this? That we become those who discipline others because of we read it somewhere. You know what I mean? But that we will spend time and learn from what the word says, and not just go through the Bible, but to allow the word to go through us. And so this gentleman, this famous preacher, he said he had to allow the word to go through him. He wanted to go out and hold out the word of God, the word of life. And so we are to hold out the word of life because what we put in is what will go out. So refreshment from his word is critical. Refreshment from his word is important for us to stay uh, recharged, to be in a position of, of total repose where we are relaxed. We know what God is saying. We know what the next step needs to be. We know how his word applies in our lives. So that's the challenge this morning. Spend some time, this time of the holidays, in the word of God. And let him speak to you. And let him affirm you. Let him nourish you. Let him sustain you so you are able to hold out the word of life. What is the other way in which we are able or we can be recharged in the Lord? How is the other way that we are to be recharged in the Lord? 
Interesting enough, in the portion of Scripture we just read earlier, first time Jesus says to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place, that they didn't even get to the boat. The people were already like there, saying, no, you can't leave, we want more of what you've got to give. Eventually they get into the boat, they go, and Jesus dismisses the crowd, and he goes to a solitary place. Jesus doesn't stop. He still longs to just spend time with the Lord. And what is the second way in which God uses to refresh us? The first one we just mentioned now is refreshment from his word. The second one is refreshment from community. Refreshment from community. Community is obviously the community of believers. Us here this morning, we refresh one another, isn't it? We encourage one another. Just now earlier, Neil was asking that we pray for some people that may feel that they are weary and they need the Lord to intervene in their lives. And he asked that we come around those people who have their hands raised. And in that place, we are able to to go and minister to others. So that is refreshment from community. Some people this morning were prayed for by those that also trust in the Lord. So in community, we grow and we also get challenged. In community, we grow and we also get challenged. In community, we can belong and we can contribute our part. In community, we can be real, we can be ourselves. Now, you may think, how is this possible? Is it only in community of believers? No, it's not. We have other loved ones. In community can be loved ones, friends, family. And some of us here may say, ah, but I don't have friends and family. I want to encourage you this morning. There is family here also for you. You belong here, and we want to encourage you to engage with this family too. And some of us may have even challenges with our loved ones where there's tension and there's friction in relationships. I want to trust with you that where forgiveness needs to come, that forgiveness will come in this time, that you will be able to release, that you will be able to let go so that refreshment can come from the Lord in this time. I want to encourage you also that as you spend some time in community, that you may also be an encouragement to others, that it may not only be for you, that you will see how much God has done for you and that you are able to go and refresh others. So we are also refreshed in community. Many years ago, there was a a young lady in a small rural community. It was a small church where she used to go, and it happened in that time that she fell pregnant and she wasn't married. So she got a child out of wedlock. The challenge in in those times and in that community was that in small communities, somehow everybody knows everybody's business. In Sizulu, I like it more. (laughs) Those who go around and and gossip about other people's stuff. And so this lady was in this small community where there were many mamgobozis. And so she was in this place where she was caught and she had shame and she was shunned. 
And so her family didn't want to be involved because they spoke to her to say, you shouldn't live this life. You shouldn't be like this. And so came a time when the child was old enough to get baptized. And so in that time, the church where she went to, they did baptism in the main service where everybody could go and watch. And so this morning, the pastor, aware of this situation, he was praying for her and he was speaking to her. And so they normally would ask a couple of questions. They would say, for example, who's going to be responsible for this child to walk in the ways of the Lord? Who's dedicating this child to the Lord in this time of baptism? They would normally ask those questions in that church. And so what happened was when that moment came, she was standing alone with her son, in the front of this whole church community. The church community looked. And so, without saying anything to the congregation, the congregation stood up. All, all the people in the church, they all stood up. Because there was no godfather, there was no godmother, there was no parent, there was no friend. This mom was standing alone with her son. And when she got to say, I will do, the whole congregation stood up. And the whole congregation said, all together, we will do it. We will do it. And they supported her, and they stood around her. And so, us as a community, whenever we assist someone for their wedding, whenever we assist someone in, in time of grief, when there's funeral, when there's a, a party, where there's a birthday, whenever we show someone compassion or kindness or patience or generosity, whenever we do that, we become the community that says, we will do it. And others are refreshed by our actions. And so may you be the one this year in this time. If you have an opportunity to be a refreshment to someone, your loved one in the community, May you be the one that God can use. May you be the one who stands up and say, I will do it. Amen. Amen. Excellent. Jesus is incredible. He loves beyond all measure. He gave his life for us. But more than that, Jesus, when he left, he said that he will send down Holy Spirit. He will send down the Holy Spirit to come and minister us, to us. And He will send down Holy Spirit to speak to us. He will send down Holy Spirit to engage us, to say what we are to be and how we are to live a life in Him. And so, in our lives today, we have a guarantee of this one thing. And this is this, is that we can enjoy the presence of the Lord, isn't it? Like this morning when we were praying, the Bible assures us where two or more gather in his name, he is, he is there in their, in their midst. And here's the point this morning. We spoke about the refreshment from his word, refreshment from community. And the third way in which the Lord speaks to us and he refreshes us is refreshment from his presence. 
refreshment from His presence. When we spend time in His presence, our lives are changed. I would like to encourage you, if you don't normally journal, maybe this is a season where you can start journaling. If you were journaling and you didn't do it regularly, I would like to encourage you, journal more regularly. When God says some things to you, sometimes we forget, isn't it? We forget what He said to us. And so, when we spend time in His presence, things change in our lives. A young man's life once changed when he went to spend time in God's presence. There was years ago, true story, years ago there was a young man. And this young man, there was a, an outreach in his, in his uh, village, and uh, one of the people who was um, the chairman of the Bible secretary in Zimbabwe, his name was uh, Gaylord Kambarima. Mr. Kambarima went and they were doing this outreach of giving Bibles to this small village. When he got there, one of the young men said, uh, Reverend Pastor, please don't give me this Bible. I don't want to have a Bible. And so he said, how? Oh, why don't you want the Bible? He says, sir, if you give me this Bible, I I'm going to smoke it. And then the man said, why do you mean you're going to smoke this? No, 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 I smoke I smoke uh, a daha, so I, I, I'm going to roll it up and I'm going to smoke this Bible. So the pastor was shocked, but he wasn't deterred to still give him the Bible. He said, not a problem. You can smoke this Bible, but please, I want to ask you, just read the whole book of Matthew first before you start smoking it. <laughs> After you read the book of Matthew, then you can smoke it. The young man took the Bible, he went home, and he read the book of Matthew. And the young man said that when he was reading, something in his heart started to, to burn. It just felt like there was a presence there. He didn't understand. And so after reading Matthew, he rolled it up, and then he smoked Matthew. But then he says, this burning never stopped. So he went back and he read the book of Mark. And he read and he read and he read. And, he read. and after reading, he says, Some, this burning continued to burn in his heart, like there was a, a presence in the room. But he was resistant of this presence, so he wrote up Mark, and then he smoked it also. <laughs> true story. It's not me, it's true. It's true. So he smoked Mark, and this burning in his heart never stopped. And he started burning and burning and burning. He couldn't understand what it is, and there was this heavy presence. He said that when he got to Luke, he read it, and it felt like his whole body was now burning. He rolled it up, trying to you know, come this feeling in him. He took Luke, put some dye in, and smoked it. And right there, he said when he got to the book of John, verse 3, uh, John chapter 3, verse 16, his life was changed. He couldn't smoke anymore. The presence of God was so strong. 
the presence of God was so strong in that time that he couldn't continue with it anymore. How does this chairman of the Bible Society in Zimbabwe, Mr. Gambarima, knows about this? He says when he went to a, cons- to a, con- a-, a conference, he got to the conference, he sat down, and he didn't know that this young man will be there to present something. When he got there, he came and he presented something. And he was like shocked. How did this happen? Because this is the young man who told me that he's going to go and smoke the Bible. This young man came and he spoke and he shared his testimony of how God changed his life from just not only reading the word, but he also smoked it. And how the presence of God was like always there to minister to him. When the word was going through him, the presence of God kept ministering to him. His life was changed. He was an evangelist who was leading a church at the time. And his life was never the same. So when we are in his presence, I want to encourage you. Our lives are never the same. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that he... Isn't it amazing in his presence that he speaks to us? That he speaks like no other. That one word from him seems to be enough. One word from him seems to be enough just to take the next step. And so we are to hear his voice. In his presence, we hear his voice. We hear what the Lord wants us to do. We hear who we are. And that's why it is important that we journal and we write down what the Lord has said to us. In his presence, we live with an awareness of God. Because you've been in his presence, you can live with an awareness of God. A story is told about a lady. She's an author. You can, you can go and, and Google it because it's true. <laughs> her name is, her name is uh, Rita. Rita Snowden. Rita Snowden. She is an author, and she says that one day she went to one part of England and she was having tea, and that part of England was called uh, Dover. And he, she was there and she was having tea, and it was outside because it was a bit of the afternoon time, so it was nice and cool, and she was having tea there. And as she was having tea, she said that she started to smell this amazing fragrance. There was this amazing fragrance that she had. And this fragrance, she says, it was so beautiful. And then she called the waiter and she asked the waiter, waiter, where is this smell coming from? It smells wonderful. And the waiter explained to her how there is a small perfume factory just down the road. And after now, after hours, after business hours, the employees from there, they walk past this restaurant. And so when they go past, they have this fragrance on them. And when they go past, you can smell this fragrance. Because the whole day, they've been in this factory, working in this factory. And so she was so moved by that, that she would be in a place where she can smell this fragrance the whole time, this beautiful fragrance the whole time. 
And then it came to her that isn't it the same like that when we are in the Lord's presence? When we've been with the Lord, when we have spent time with Him in His Word, when we've been around the community of others who love the loved ones and the community of believers, that when we spend time in His presence, when we go out in, that, in the world, we carry His fragrance. That when we go out in the world, we carry that perfume. And that His presence speaks into others' lives. That His presence, people go, where, where, how, where? you know, I don't know if you've had this question where somebody says, mm, you smell nice. What, what is the name of that perfume? Wouldn't it be wonderful when people say, shoo, you are so different. What is the name of this character or this person or this being that you carry? Or what is the, what is the fragrance that you carry that you can do life differently? And you can be able to say, I carry Jesus. I smell like Jesus. I smell like Jesus because... I have spent time with him. I've been in his presence. I'm able to carry him because he is in me. And so times of refreshment happen when we spend time with him, in his word, with others, and in his presence. And so we hear his voice, we also live in an awareness of God, but we are also strengthened in Him. We are strengthened in Him. And so I would like to encourage you this morning. As we go out and we spend time, may we be in a place where we spend time in His Word, with our loved ones, with the community, and may we be in His presence. I would like to invite you to stand, please. Perhaps you don't feel like you need rest or any refreshment from the Lord. I don't know where or how your journey is like with the Lord. I would like to encourage you with this word. Be in a place where you can receive from the Lord. In the midst of all, always make a place where you can receive from Him. He knows your journey. He knows your step. But this morning, I would like to encourage you, if you can stretch out your hands like this and just be in a place where you can receive from Him. The Bible says that uh, we are to be continually filled, be filled by the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I believe we were in His presence that we may go out and carry out His presence in the world around us because we've been with Him. Lord Jesus, I want to thank You this morning. Lord, You know every heart, every person here, every life represented here. Lord, I want to thank You that rest actually comes from You, that You are the only one who can truly refresh us, Lord. I pray in the name of of Jesus, that as we are holding out our hands, Lord, that Holy Spirit, you will come. Come, Lord Jesus, and refill us. 
Refill us, Lord. Where we have missed it, Lord, we ask that you may forgive us. Where we need to forgive others, I ask, Lord, that we may speak forgiveness. No matter how we feel, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we may know who you are as we spend time with you. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, we will receive and we will be filled and we will be washed away. I just see a picture of just being under the waterfall and just you washing us afresh and assuring us, Lord, that you are with us through and through. Let's just take a moment and just receive from him. We receive your fragrance, Lord. We receive your fragrance, Lord. Speak into our hearts, Father, we ask. Wash us, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in our lives, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Please remain standing. I would like to pray a prayer of blessing as some will be going away and some will be staying around, that just the Lord's presence and hand to be on all of you. Lord Jesus, I thank you that as we are in this time of just a holiday and just taking it um, just a little bit slower, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name for each and everyone, even those that are traveling, that your traveling mercies will be upon them. And those that are staying and being around, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that you also your hand of protection will be upon them, Father. I pray for memories, Lord. I pray for beautiful times, Father, and times of refreshment from you, Lord. I pray, Father, for everyone that is here, that we will all have an encounter with you. Something special, a surprise from you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Lord, that may you, God of all the universe, be with them. May you cover them. May you encourage them. May you bring them before you, Lord, without fault. May they experience the goodness of the Lord, Lord, in their lives in this season. In Jesus' name, amen.